1: four dynasty cells not one not two not three but four players under the age of 27 that i would be selling in dynasty this month listen in it's about to get spicy what's up y'all i'm robbie jeffries of the fantasy authority and this is not your run-of-the-mill dynasty sales list I'm not going to tell you to sell the 27 year old running back because you've already heard that a million times and you're not going to get ideal return for those players at that age. Same thing with 29 year old wide receivers that you hear on every single dynasty sells video. This video is going to be different because these other ones are doing a disservice to you telling you to sell players after their value has already dropped. Today we're covering 26 year old wide receivers and a 22 and 23 year old running back. So let's just start right there with my first running back who you should be selling for the month of June, and that is Antonio Gibson. And I think we have to start with why he is so valuable right now to sell. And I think that starts with how valuable he has been since he's come into the league as a rookie two years ago. He came in and he had 11 touchdowns, 4.7 yards per carry, and he followed that up with 1,000 yards, 42 receptions, and 10 total TDs in his sophomore season. So, what's not to like with Antonio Gibson? Well, his rookie year, he split time with Peyton Barber, who we know is kind of a jag, and JD McKissick, who's that pass-catching specialist running back. Uh, But in 2021, Gibson gets 65% of the touches, but McKissick's still hanging around and kind of caps that receiving upside. But we think he's going to leave, right, for 2022. He's going to be a free agent and leave. Come 2022, who's still on the roster? JD McKissick. That's suppressing that receiving upside. And they go out and draft the -the in-between-the-tackles short yardage running back in Brian Robinson. So if we're unsure about Gibson in the passing game and his his role there with J.D. McKissick, and we're kind of suspect with his usage in the short yardage and and touchdown upside because of them drafting Brian Robinson, his upside is essentially as low as we've ever seen it in Gibson's career. And to boot, they have longtime star guard Brandon Schreff. He moves on to Jacksonville, and they will feel that loss in the middle of the offensive line. Gibson's coming off the boards and startups around the 40th overall player, kind of early rookie picks in 2022. So I would take any of the top six rookie picks over Gibson. I would move away from him, bring in one of these 2022 rookies, and sell him before his value drops after this 2022 season the next guy i'm going to talk about is cam Akers, and it's tough it's tough to have him as a sell because trading 22 year old running backs normally isn't the best strategy for dynasty fantasy football but in this particular case i believe it's paramount to move on him before it's too late and let's just start because i need to admit that i wasn't the biggest fan of Akers coming into the draft his explosive plays uh, were were missing And I wasn't sure if he was a natural pass catcher out of the backfield. And those are two major concerns when you look at top-end fantasy producers at the running back position. We look at his career so far, 17 games played, only 25 receptions in the two seasons. Obviously, he's been injured this last year, and and that's really sapped those explosive plays. When we did see a few and far between, that Achilles tear, once he came back from it, he had 67 attempts in the 2022 playoffs. He only had one carry count them one over 14 yards he averaged 2.6 yards per carry he was just a different runner while I think he can improve on that a little bit with an offseason remove from his major injury we really have yet to see any running back successfully come back from an Achilles injury and be a consistent fantasy option and as quick as Cam Akers came back I don't know if he's immune from being that explosive uh, back that we we knew he was coming out of Florida State. So we had Darrell Henderson still there competing for carries. We saw them draft Kyron Williams, the pass catching phenom out of Notre Dame in the fifth round. So I'm not sure if we see Cam Akers in the game on passing down situations. And if that's not enough for you, Cam Akers gets 10, count them 10, matchups against defenses who were bottom 12 in fantasy points allowed to rushers in 2021. And if you tack on a really stout Bills defense, and upgraded Chargers defense with Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, there's roughly 12 matchups that just stack up as average at best for Cam Akers in that backfield. The offense that he plays on is super impressive, his age and capital are super enticing, but He's the running back 13 right now in Dynasty, and that is way, way, way too high for a player with this many concerns. I take players like J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Travis Etienne, and even the aforementioned Antonio Gibson, who's still a sell for me over Acres right now a major sell for me but I think you can get a really good price back for him I think a top three rookie pick in 2022 or a projected top six pick in 2023 if you trade with a team who isn't projected to be that good maybe finish in the top six or in the bottom six uh, I think you can get a really good return in a 2023 pick if you want to put a stamp on this episode on the one guy you should absolutely 100% be selling because he will not be worth his value this time next year It's Tyshon Raekwon Debo Samuels. And let me tell you why. Number one, regression is going to happen, absolutely going to happen for Debo Samuels in 2022. In in 2021, he had 18.2 yards per reception. He had 6.2 yards per carry, and he had eight rushing touchdowns on just 59 carries. Even if he hadn't complained about his role as a dual threat wide receiver running back, you're not going to see these types of numbers again from Debo. The yards per reception coming down, the yards per carry, and just his overall touches, and especially the rushing touchdowns, are going to come down. Repeating any of those would be impressive. Repeating two of the three would be kind of once-in-a-lifetime repeating all three is not happening so he doesn't want to be used as a running back in 2022 and so we need to understand that that rushing upside is going to be absolutely capped secondly Trey Lance Trey Lance is expected to be the starter for the 49ers in 2022 or so we think we'll see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo but the passing accuracy and passing volume that we will see with Trey Lance will be. One of the lowest in the league if we follow what we saw from Trey lance in 2021 he only had a 58 percent completion percentage and averaged 26 passes passes per start albeit it was a really small sample size but the target volume for debo samuel is going to to take a hit as well as the efficiency per target he's not going to be getting the accurate throws that catch, catch percentage is going to de- decrease so not only is his production once he catches the ball going to go down, but the efficiency to catch the ball per target is going to go down as well. The third thing is going to be the injury history for Debo. I'm not one to predict injuries, but I want to notice it when it's happened frequently for a player. In Debo's first three seasons at the college level, he sustained an injury in September that caused him to miss time each time. Seven games as a freshman, three games as a sophomore, and all but three games his junior season. Then we look at his NFL career, banged up a little bit, His second season, he missed nine games. I absolutely, again, I don't predict injuries for NFL players, but he's definitely nearing that Will Will Fuller status where we need to kind of have that in our mind that he might not be available for all 17 games or maybe not even most of the season. So we cannot chase the past production that we just saw from Debo Samuel in 2021 when that recipe is a little bit different for why he got said production it's going to lead us to disappointment debo samuel is currently the wide receiver five off the board in dynasty leagues and i don't think he should even be considered in the top 15 because of all of those reasons i laid out don't draft debo in the top three rounds of your startups let someone else do that and if you have him on your roster now you should be looking to sell pivot to another like wide receiver pivot to a top 2022 pick plus some because he's not going to repeat his 2021 production. The fourth and final player I'm gonna talk about that you need to sell in the month of June is Terry McLaurin. Now, Scary Terry had a really successful story on a team that really hasn't been all that great since they drafted him in 2019. He's averaged 1,000 yards and roughly five touchdowns per season over his three years and I I don't think that's too shabby. The only issue is that he came into the NFL at age 24, which is not all that young for a rookie and he isn't producing to where his ADP is currently in Dynasty league startups. In 2022, McLaurin will be in his age 27 season, meaning his value is roughly at its peak unless he dramatically improves his production. Scary Terry finished as the wide receiver 29, 20, and 29 in his three seasons in points per game. And now he's going as wide receiver 18 in Dynasty ADP, and I'm not sure why. He's never finished as a top 18 wide receiver. He's kind of on that fringe wide receiver 2, top end, wide receiver 3. Uh, level. And I don't think that's going to change in 2022. The commanders draft rookie Jahan Dotson in the first round of the NFL draft, and he's going to be worked into the offense. Curtis Samuel is expected to come back healthy. Logan Thomas is expected to come back at some point in the season after his season ending surgery uh, in 2021. So how high can McLaurin get as a receiver with these other options for kind of a middle of the road quarterback in Carson Wentz? the commanders were bottom third in pass attempts in 2021 and so that math just doesn't add up for scary Terry to outproduce his current ADP and be a top 15 or even top 18 wide receiver he still has really good trade value and I think you can get a player like Rashad Bateman uh, and, and get some additional capital on top of that or you can get a top four 2022 rookie pick in this current class so Those are the four players I have for you. Those are four players that are 26 years or younger. Their names you're not hearing on other Dynasty Cell videos that are talking about the Zeke Elliott's and Derrick Henry's and and, and these 29-year-old wide receivers. We're talking about younger assets that are still good values, but their values won't be retained here as we look towards 2022. Let me know if you agree or disagree with some of these cells in the comments below or jump into our Discord. The link is in the description of this episode. Thank you for watching, and we'll catch you on the next one.
0: Are you listening? Damn.